course listening to Jay Fabe and somebody who may have made a shit list this week is of course the person whose music you're listening to right now John Moxley also known as Dean Ambrose this is of course shit list um, his music which I'm so glad will hopefully become his music again um, his old CZW sounds really music. good yeah you know yeah. Jay, Jay's enjoying it Jay really what up Jay hey everyone <laughs> <laughs> it's really good music that yeah no it's um, I can hear it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> of course of course through the magic of editing Jay can indeed hear that and he is singing along in the background now come on Jay sing along <laughs> I am jokey, of course. I'm doing this all through the magic of editing because I'm a technical wizard and Jay is not. Um, you are listening to Thanks. the Beard and Bear Power Hour. No, no, you're welcome. Um, the Beard and Bear Power Hour. Um, it is early this week as Jay is lucky enough to be going on a fantastic voyage to Super Strong Style 16 in yes, London over the weekend. Sunny, um, sunny where he London. Will he will be doing journalistic research by watching the entire thing bell to bell, I'm sure. Um. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> nice, nice. They're really convinced that's what's happening. <laughs> I'll tell you what's happening. What else yeah, will be happening? Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you and several of our listeners, or many listeners, will be able to confirm um, that it is going to be a great event. Um, so, yeah, we just come out of May the 1st. It is May the 1st at time of recording. John Moxley, his latest, what do you think about that midnight release of the John Moxley trailer? Um, just completely bang on midnight. My contract's over immediately, straight out the gate running. Jay. Well, it's been produced really well. Yeah, no, it's really, really Seems good. like it's got some money behind it. Yeah, it does actually look like it has quite a bit of money behind it. I mean, um, obviously, he's, he's got a lot of money, but someone could have made that for him. Well, I don't, know. I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things in the... I could maybe, probably... I could maybe, probably... Maybe he's just throwing the dice. I don't know. Oh, I see what you're alluding to there. Um, a dice, a, a two and a five, perhaps. Maybe. On his dice. Yes. Um, which, of course, we are referring to the Viper Room, um, which appears in the Hollywood sequence of that piece. 
um, you do see the Viper Room, which famously has two dice, um, two and five in its logo. Um, the 25th of May, of course, being Double or Nothing, which has a gambling style theme being set in Las Vegas. Um, a lot of people are taking that as speculation that Dean Ambrose could be heading towards AEW as we speak. What are your thoughts on that? As a uh, well, first off, as a theory, I mean, I'm sure we'll know by uh, by the um, by the 25th. But I'm sure yeah. um, you have your own thoughts on. No, I think that's very plausible. Uh, you may see him obviously pop up in other promotions uh, before then, um, mm. cracking out some really good hardcore matches that he's known for. Um, I I am looking forward to seeing some more. John Moxley hardcore matches. I, I must have you, say, have you seen any John Moxley stuff? I have, yes. Um, very. I'd say I had one of those nights. You know, when you go down a bit of a YouTube hole, and the next thing you know, you've watched ninety minutes of the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those about. Um, it was one of those about um, a year and a half ago, um, and I really need to refresh myself with some of his stuff. Yeah, recently. same here. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of his like combat zone the, wrestling stuff. The biggest interest for me was the fact that um, <clears throat> Dean Ambrose was ironically called the Lunatic Fringe, but if you actually watch the glide path um, of Dean Ambrose as a character, you notice that he started off as John Moxley and became this very oversaturated, um, less lunatic act um and that was, i think was the ultimate irony um i personally think that dean ambrose would not enter another exclusive contract for quite a while um i think that he you may go to AEW. You, you can make a killing though couldn't you on the indies yeah i yeah. mean he's he's definitely following the cody Rhodes blueprint at this stage um, I mean, that's fairly obvious in that um, he's used his WWE exposure as a launch pad, much like um, Cody and Puck and a few others now at this stage. Um, that launch pad could yep. really have a massive influence um, on his future earning potential anyway. Um, if I was in Dean Ambrose's position, yeah, obviously I'd love to be tied to, I'd love to be tied to, you know, a three year deal with $6 million per year um, as as people are reportedly saying is the case um, with AEW, but I might actually think of making a taking a smaller deal with a company like AEW and allowing myself to retain um, some control over my merch sales and similar. Because John Moxley, I think, is going to go through a bit of a a bit of a boom a bit of a on the back of this. I think, yeah. Um, well. I think, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very yeah, excited. Like you're right about, this. about the boom thing. He's, he's going to be, he's going to be paid a lot to do shows. Uh, mm. I would like to see him come to, to the UK and do a few bits there, um, and then yeah. go back, to, go back home for a little bit. I guess combat zone wrestling. I mean, I yeah. used to like. Sell, sell like if I'm going to go through this table, you need to pay me this much more. If I'm going to, if I'm going to be cut open by barbed wire, you need to pay me with this. So that's that's kind of like a weird bargaining tool that he used to do. Uh, yeah. Combat zone wrestling. No. If, it's, if, it's... I'm, if I'm doing these spots, you're going to pay me more money. Yeah. Um, and I think I think if I'm doing these spots and I'm also Dean Ambrose, 
um, I think is is probably a bigger selling point now. Or I was I once played Dean Ambrose, and now I'm the more popular John Moxley, as it were. Mm. Sorry, um, you know, I think that that just brings up the value more. Um, I think I think he's passionate enough about the business maybe to forego the bigger paydays in some instances. I think he's a very loyal man. Um, this is the impression I get at least um, because he's certainly been loyal to his fans with the, um, with the storyline of being in prison and escaping it running yeah. away from a running away from a big dog, as they say. Um, <laughs> which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, yeah, no, it's it's got a lot of potential, hasn't it? Of course, um, similar news. Um, we've got um, Joey Ryan. He passed like a ship in the night with um, John Moxley um, over Twitter, um, making a reference to how he was ready for another potential um, back and forth with him and how he had also taken barbed wire to the crotch. So he was prepared. Um, This is on the back of Joey Ryan giving his farewell to the Indies t-shirt airtime on Twitter, which could mean, and a lot of people are saying definitely does mean he's going to NXT. Do you think that's the case? I think that's the case. Um, but if he goes to NXT, his character is going to change a lot. I mean, he was there before, um, but he left because of creative. But it does mm. seem like he is going back there. So we'll just have to see um, how that turns out for him. I mean, he could just be there for another like it was like a month, like it was last time, and then leave again. But mm. were, you, were you aware of Joey Ryan's tiny stint in NXT? Um, I wasn't. Majorly Wasn't aware, um, but his character changed a lot. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely not like the sleaze that he is at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um. What What exactly was it that he did? Basically, it was just just Jerry Ryan with all that taken out. There wasn't any character oh. really. Well, yeah. There's no character if you do remove that kind of thing. Mm. Um. Yeah. No, Without developing no something no first, it makes no sense to take it out. Yeah, I mean, what we're talking effectively is um, is brief dark match appearances on SmackDown probably would have been about when we saw um, the majority of it um, and kind of brief appearances on Superstars and then archive footage of NXT, I believe, because of obviously the timing that it happened was um, between 2011 and 2013 while it was still working as an independent contractor. That's pretty much the accurate way of looking at it, isn't it? Um, as no, far as you're I would, aware, I would, I would say so. Yeah, so um, yeah, it will have been just post Florida Championship Wrestling. I I would say um, that that happened. So a lot of that exposure wouldn't wouldn't actually have been seen until until the network kind of published archive footage later on. I would say, um, yeah, I, I would be interested to see him. Um, this all be a bit of a work, and him go to AEW anyway. Um, or even New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, both of those would work well for him. Um, and Kinds he has... Wise, I would say AEW. Um, AEW, uh, there's that Western humor um, that's certainly um, much Please. more prevalent there. But um, I think if it, it could could easily... Work, it would be AEW that we'd be going to, but I do still think he's going to NXT. Hmm. 
Interesting. Because um, he is heavily used for All Elite, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's he- heavily used in All Elite. Um, he has been, he, he prominently affe- appeared, as we remember, in All, uh, All In um, with his penis druids, I believe. That was mm-hmm. that was him, wasn't it? Um, right. Well, who, who else could it be? <laughs> the Undertaker, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a guy. I I I just have a little bit of skepticism about W WE being his main goal because he's known for kind of teasing people. He's doing very very um. He's doing very very well on the indies, and I think um, farewell to the indies could just as easily be a statement in regards to the state of independent wrestling in comparison to AEW. Um, if he was going to AEW, he would wear the same T-shirt. Would he not? Yeah, I guess so. It would make sense. Um, And I just don't figure that (sighs) WrestleMania 35 weekend, Ryan hosted a WrestleCon branded show called Joey Ryan's Penis Party. I can't imagine Vince McMahon looking at that, looking at his current product and saying, that's a fit. <laughs> that's that's just my thoughts on the entire That's thing. what's missing from our products. The penis bar. Penis. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah, well. Um <laughs> so my my money's definitely on AEW. Your money's on WWE, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alex the uh... Cool, should we say a pint or glass of whiskey? In fact, let's just say let's just say a a, a serving of wine. A serving of wine. Yes, a serving of wine. That's okay. We we can sort that when I win. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, he is. He is definitely, definitely not going to WWE. Um, he, yeah. Anyway, um, Raw. We should probably move on to the actual guts of the show, um, considering <laughs> that we have talked. Um, Nothing but speculation um, for the last 13 minutes. Monday Night Raw, um, or Raw is HD, sponsored by WWE Network, The Big Dog with Michael Cole. Um, I don't know its current title. Anyway, I think it's just called Raw, like oh. Monday Night Raw. I think that's, that's what it is. Oh. Yeah. Raw. So anyway, um, this week Raw <laughs> is Viking. Um, what happened? What happened this week that you're aware of? What? What? What do you feel? Because I, I, I can't spend three hours of a week watching that show. I... So <laughs> <laughs> the Money in the Bank um, participants were announced. Of course. Yeah. That, that um, happened, and Alexa Bliss was the one to do that, obviously. Okay, um, and who are the Money in the Bank participants? Is it, I believe it's half and half Raw and SmackDown. Is that correct? Yeah, that would be right. So, do you, Roy, do you know? I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna try. Uh, yeah. So we got Ricochet, Braun Strowman, um, yeah. Drew McIntyre, Aaron Corbin for Raw. Corbin, yeah. Uh, um, SmackDown. Uh, we have yep. Andrade, we have uh, Finn Balor, um, and the other two, cool. which I will find in two seconds. 
Cool, of course. I mean, this is on the back of the leaked promo shot that we talked about um, last yeah. week, um, which was purportedly leaked. It contained Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, Cesaro, Drew, Andrade, Lars Sullivan. Um, personally, I was slightly skeptical Um Although now I think about it, I probably didn't state it on the show, which means which means nothing now. Um, <laughs> but it it seemed very kind of very kind of mid card heavy um, to me. Um, whereas someone like no, no offense to the people who were in there, but the only real non mid card player at this point would have been Rey Mysterio, um, and he might be a mid-card player. But, I mean, sticking Balor, Balor in there and Strowman in there kind oh, of raises the profile of the piece, of course. Go on. Ali and Randy Orton. Mustafa Ali and, of course, um, Randall Bob. Um, That's right. Rando. 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 Rando boy. Um, Randy shit, Orton. Shit in the bag. Yeah, yeah, the guy shits in bags. Um, so yeah, that makes that makes a bit more sense. Do you think this was a reaction to the leaked, or do you reckon that the leak was just a fake? It seems like a fairly could quick. Could have just been pure speculation, couldn't it? Could have been a yeah, fan made one. It feels like it was a fairly quick um, turnaround for them to have to have kind of changed up an entire match, as it were. Um, so that's just my thoughts. So yeah, I guess it's another case of the wrestling fandom being dicks. Well, I mean, the fake one was better. Let's face it. Yeah, the fake one probably <laughs> was better. To be fair, I would have been much more interested to see Lars Sullivan um, beat the crap out of Ricochet, um, and then Ricochet come back from it, while Rey Mysterio, Cesaro, Drew, and Andrade kind of f- fly around in the background like crazy motherfuckers, um, than watching everybody shit on Finn Balor for twenty minutes before he inevitably wins. Would I be right in saying that Cesaro is now a part of Raw, but Sheamus is still on SmackDown? Um, I hope so because I was really sick of the bar <laughs> like really sick of them it's like if there was ever the definition of two people that I would define as pee break wrestlers it would be the bar and I know that's a controversial thing to say especially considering that the internet has the world's biggest woody for Cesaro <laughs> so maybe it was the better thing to split them up then yeah yeah I mean fuck it I, I don't mind I, a ball tag team match but it is kind of the same every single time yeah I mean my only real concern is that if they have split them up which um, let's have a look Seamus um, Superstar so yeah um, if they have if they have split them up um, oh, Seamus reportedly missed Superstar Shake-Up due to a concussion injury, and therefore I don't think that they've actually... Um, the bar have been... Yes, they have been split up. Um, so, yeah, that's that's confirmed there. Um, yeah, the only problem that I really have is that, like, or I would have, is that if they're not on 
if they're on like separate shows, it means that I have to sit through both a Cesaro match and a Sheamus match every single week if I'm watching the actual product. Um, whereas previously they were all put, they were in theory all put into one match. But considering that for the last four months the bar have been in every single angle on TV, um, or so it feels like, um, that really isn't uh, isn't as much of a concern at the moment. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to admit I, mean, I, I don't like them. No, that's that's absolutely fine. That is your opinion, um, but I can see Cesaro putting in a veteran mid card role where he has matches with with the younger talent or upper coming talent and puts them over and has incredible matches with them to do it. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I think he'd be good in that role. I think they're using him wrong to. Uh, I think they're using him wrong to do anything else with him. I don't think that he. I don't know. I. <laughs> Cesaro's in that same position that Dolph Ziggler was um, before Dolph Ziggler disappeared. Um, I assume Dolph Ziggler's disappeared now. Uh, I've not seen him for a while, so yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, So, yeah, I mean, hopefully Dolph will Titus O'Neil it in the background for a few years and then disappear off my telly because I was sick of seeing him. Um, And the same... I will probably say about Cesaro. I know it's really controversial. I, I just, he just grates on me. So what you're saying is he had his time and he had his push. He didn't get pushed correctly at that time. Uh, even John Cena tries to get him over and it didn't work. Yeah, um, it was exactly that. He, he's had plenty of opportunities to get over, and he does get over, but only in certain contexts. Um, and it's just one of those kind of situations. Dolph Ziggler's the same. Dolph Ziggler would do absolutely fantastically um, in AEW, but once you've had your dream matches, then what? And it's the same with same with Cesaro. Can you really imagine Cesaro in a main event match with Daniel no, Bryan? I mean, Cesaro finds it hard to break through because his um, promo capability is zero. Yeah. But everything else about him is great. Well... You could put him with Paul Heyman. Oh, no, wait. They already did, and that <laughs> failed. Um, <clears throat> it was with Zeb Coulter that he was with. I thought did he was he... with Paul Heyman at one point. Was he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Cesaro was a Paul Heyman guy at one point. I think there was talks about it. Because uh, Axel uh... was his project, or just given to him. Um, Cesaro, Paul Heyman... Yeah, Cesaro um, was a Paul Heyman guy on the 4th of July 2014 Raw, but it was quickly dropped by the looks of it. Um, In fact, there's only about four pictures available of them actually together. Um, Pardon me. So yeah, um, looks like <laughs> looks like effectively it was on the back of um, contract issues with um, Brock Lesnar, and it was a temporary thing to right. keep Paul Heyman on TV um, while that was being sorted out. This was post um, WrestleMania 30, and I mean, um, the Undertaker the Undertaker streak being ended, which obviously it's still kind of wondered about today whether that was um, well that was one of three things really um yeah no i mean if they actually went with ran with that uh maybe cesaro would be in a better position than he is now yeah 
um, quite possibly. Um, Seamus, on the other hand, also irritates me. Oh, no, they need to get rid of Seamus. If he's by himself again, he's, he's useless. Yeah, he is. Put him, in Randy Orton, put, put him in Randy Orton and they can call themselves complacent. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Um, who else will be in the stable complacent? Um, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler, yeah. That's fair. Uh, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins. Um. Yeah, yeah. If they can spell his name right, then Zack I mean, Ryder would be great yeah. for that. I mean, because I have, have some tag team titles in their faction, but you know. Yeah. Bo Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. Actually, uh, he might be better in the um, in the in the my gimmick was horrendous, and um, they never gave it TV time. Stable. Um, so the B team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's funny. He's already in work out, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, of course. Speaking of um, speaking of rotundas. Um, <laughs> that was a really really bad segue. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, pe- speaking, <laughs> speaking of people who are related to each other, um, <laughs> Bray Wyatt this week um, set the internet on fire again with his second Funhouse segment. Um, thoughts? thoughts. Really, really, really enjoying them. Yeah. It's it's just phenomenal work, isn't it? Um, I I literally just don't make him a wrestler; just leave him like that forever. As far as I'm concerned, um, the rambling rabbit was cool. Um, the constant references back to his previous gimmick, um, really, really cool. What we've got is WWE rather than scrapping something and kind of breaking and then and then just finding a new gimmick or finding a new shtick like somebody going through a big old box of gimmicks and putting on a different costume what they're instead doing is building on a character um, in a believable yet slightly haunting way and I think it's phenomenal <laughs> what's the word of the day sociopath <laughs> just fantastic <laughs> um i mean yeah i i really am enjoying it he's i love the fact that he's even changed he's even changed his jumper so that he looks it looks like it's happening on a different day just little touches like that just absolutely fantastic i like his gloves because obviously he listens to him like they're talking to him yeah, I mean, his gloves are talking to him, and that's kind of interesting. Hurt and heal. Um, you'll also notice that um, <clears throat> you'll also notice that although the left hand is considered sinister, um, the left is usually the evil hand when it comes to classic kind of classic kind of storytelling, um, and that goes way back to the origins of the word sinister, which actually meant of the left hand. Um, that is the one that says heal. Um, which, if you actually look at the um, symbolism as far as to, as far as actual classical classical kind of artistic statements would go, it would be hurting someone to heal them um, with his left hand. Which um, did I just go too deep? I don't think so. I think yeah. with Bray Wyatt, you've got to go that way. 
Yeah, okay, fair play. Well, yeah, his, his sinister hand, his left hand, his evil hand, um, as it would be considered to the Greeks and the Romans um, and to the medieval English, is the one with heel written on it. Um, whereas hurt is obviously a dominant hand. So, I mean, in both situations, it's a, it's a reversal, um, as the right hand in Western philosophies would be the healing hand. Um, so even that is just those little touches that probably weren't even thought about, but there you go. You just remember fireflies. Yeah. He'll light the way, and all you have to do is let him in. Indeed. Wherever you are, there he is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Obviously, um, there was the Randon Orton, the Randy, the Randall Bob's random, random Randy, random Randy Orton. I'm going to call him random Randy now. Randy random. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was, of course, the tweet between Bray Wyatt and um, Randy Orton um, that followed um, this Firefly Funhouse incident. Um, during that, um, Orton, where are we? Let's just bring that up. Why don't you actually... Just give me his fucking Twitter, Google. Why don't you do that? That would be easier than sending me news. Yeah, why are you fucking necking, Google? This is ridiculous. Um, Bray Wyatt today, April 30th, um, tweeted out a gif of him saying, yowie wowie. um, And it was followed by, a couple of years ago, Randy Orton did some pretty bad stuff to me. He destroyed my temple and crowned me as the champion of the world, caused my brother to abandon me and betrayed my trust. Worst of all, he didn't say he was sorry, frowny face. But I forgive you, Randy Bow Banders. Randy's um, response was that was you had WWE spend two million on a photo projected bugs. What did you expect me to do? Um, he's obviously implying that he was. Um, what did you expect me to do other than beat the crap out of you and walk away with the title? Um, at trailer parks, Bo Effin Bandy over and out. Hashtag House of Horrors. Um, to which um, Bray Wyatt further tweeted. Um, something in regards to that so yeah it was um it was a fairly good back and forth he's actually being fairly live on twitter at the moment um he's having he's having a lot of back and forth um with his audience um He's got a back and forth with somebody at the moment um, called Yoda Hol- Yoda Verholstein, um, where he's asking him what his. There we go, Yoda Verholstein. Wow, that is quite incredible. We are doing a live tweet cast right now. Really? Um, yeah. He says that he loves talking and asks this person what their favorite color is, um, and he said. Um, he likes blue like Sonic, I think. He says, we got your back as long as Jim Carrey's not involved. He intimidates me. Also, red, just red. So, Bray okay. Wyatt is going back and forth with people in character, and it is phenomenal. He is going to light Twitter on fire. I'm, I, I can't stop being a Bray Wyatt, Mark. Well, there was that point where he did become very stale, and it was like, oh, it's Bray Wyatt again. But now this has reinvigorated him. It is, it's getting more interested into where this is going to go. So, mm. yeah, um, he is. Yeah, 
You just, could, just, yeah. You, yeah, but what else can you say? He said, um, I could show you some pointers on my new Super Neato Critically Acclaimed Mega Show, the Firefly Funhouse, but can you operate a chainsaw? Um, which, yeah, uh, what else can you say? The guy is a fucking genius and he lives his angle. Um, Randy Orton, possible feud with him? Well, they keep airing it on both Raw and SmackDown, so they haven't really decided where they're putting him yet. Um, my thoughts. Vignettes. My thoughts in regards to him are that if he is the new face of fear, um, just in just in a Mister Rogers shirt, um, then surely he would be a free agent. I feel he should be a free agent. What a free agent tweener. Yeah. Um The Undertaker did it. Um he is a he is essentially doing a variation of that new face of fear gimmick, I feel. Um I don't feel that I feel that this is just another dimension to the same Bray Wyatt. Um and he is still genuinely intimidating. I think if they I think if they wanted to have him as both brands as a special attraction, and I think he is a special attraction, um, then they don't need to put him on a show. Okay. But, I mean, he's going to have to start a few with someone at some point. Yeah. Um, and obviously the interaction that he's had with is with, with Randy Orton. Yeah. But yeah. you want to go left wing with that one. You, you, The first person he attacks is going to tell you if he's a face or heel. Mm, yeah, possibly. Um, although, I think or he'll Or depending always... on which club he's talking to. Yeah, that could be it. That could be depending on which glove he's talking to. That's a good example. Um, of course, heel could also mean heel. Mm. Um, which would explain why it's on the left hand. It Welcome to heel. our speculation cast, um, Bray's Funhouse Hour, where we talk all about <laughs> Bray Wyatt and the tiny little piece of symbolism embedded in six minutes worth of video. <laughs> so, Jay, tell and when me. We say heel. <laughs> and when we say heel, like instead of healing someone who is sick, we mean bad guy as well. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Heel means heel. Jay, if just yeah. To, yeah. Tell, tell me. What do you think the significance is of Rambling Rabbit's scarf? Chris Jericho. <laughs> so in other news, it looks like uh, <laughs> Killian Dane and Wolf, um, who's first, swiftly. whose first name I forget. Well, they were originally expected to be, um, or rumored to be. Wolf. Alexander, thank you. They're originally rumoured to be part of the Funhouse gimmick, um, but of course that rumour came to nothing because the internet likes yeah. to talk shit about wrestling. Um, internet likes to talk shit because um, they said the backup, I've read the backup was Lars Sullivan and uh, Nicky Cross. There's well, it's none of them. It's a unique thing. It's, <laughs> it's a unique thing that should be treasured. <laughs> <laughs> Sanity, uh, or those two components of Sanity, have been dumped off the main roster train and are heading back to Florida to catch some rays and also a vastly reduced paycheck. Um, Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf are going back to NXT. 
Um, apparently, Wolf has already shot his um, has already shot his return match, and um, Dane will be appearing on tonight's NXT. Um, thoughts on this a backward step? I don't see it as a backward step for either of them um, because they never really left NXT. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Killian Dane was killing it before he left. He was he was on his way of breaking out from Sanity before they got moved to the main roster. Of course. Um, Alexander Wolf has made his UK debut in NXT UK, um, joining uh, Imperium, mm-hmm. um, which is basically Ring Kemp. Yeah. Um, with an added. Well, um, I've taken um, Ring Kemp. Who is it? Yeah, that's the one. I apologise um, to the German people. Um, so Drago's not a part of that yet, even though he is signed to NXT UK. Yeah. And they've got um, Anchor, Fabian Anchor. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Fabian Anchor. Instead, Anchor. Fabian Anchor instead at the moment. So we'll cool. see if yeah, Dragonoff, um, that's the one, it's interesting. Um, joins it's... the group or not. It's interesting that sometimes the MO appears to be take a very popular stable um, from outside in the indies, buy them all up, and then put their leader on one show and the rest of them just kind of have them bum around on another show. Mm. Seems to be WWE's current modus operandi. Um, my favorite example of this, of course, being um, being the club and um, Finn Balor slash AJ Styles and that whole mess um, because they have never at any point put all of those people on one on the same show um, in a situation where they could potentially hook that all up. Um, and I just don't know why. I, yeah, I, no, I they, don't they, they could have they... made a lot of money from that. Yeah, I, it's like they're literally leaving money on the table in yeah. order to in order to placate Vince McMahon's need to start something that's different from the Indies. It's like if the Indies have had a stable, then it feels it feels like he is cheating if he uses it um even though it's obvious that the stable itself is what was looking for it. i i can understand why aw happened um can you imagine let's say aw didn't get an investor and instead cody the books and omega sign with wwe we'd be looking right now at the young books being um nxt tag team champions kenny omega being um on smackdown fighting for the his first intercontinental championship and um Cody currently in a revival tag team as Stardust in on Raw. Is that about right? Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I'll probably put Buck straight onto the main roster. But... Um, possibly, but I mean, how many times can they fight the bar and the Usos? A lot. <laughs> well, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure Vince McMahon would kill us all trying to answer that question. Um, so, yeah, he'd I... make it happen. Oh yeah, he would. Oh, yeah. Triple he threats would. every house show. Triple threats every single house show. Um, no surprises at all in their delivery. Just super kick machines. Um, every time they come on, um, they talk about how they were influenced by the Rockers. Um, all sorts and of the Hardy Boys and the Hardy Boys, yeah. And then they and then they go through um, a storyline where they get the super kick, super kick band, and they can't use it anymore. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, that, that's quite good. Yeah, that can't can't wait. Well, uh, let's just say I'm glad they are where they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, actually, considering that this entire segment was supposed to be um, dedicated to Killian Dane and Alexander Wolfe, and we've ended up talking <laughs> about um, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and Kevin. Uh, uh, sorry, um, uh, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Um, I think that pretty much shows that they are actually in the right place. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I got from that. I don't know about everybody else. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. Fair play. <laughs> I think you proved your point. Um, Smackdown. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. Um, we have, of course, still got to talk about Monday Night Raw's amazing Usos segment um, where it was discovered that Dawson and Wilder shave each other's baths in the shower and the Usos filmed it on their camera like a pair of giggling schoolboys. Jay, as a fan of the revival, what do you think about this type of tomfoolery? I just think it's WWE being WWE. They've declined their new contracts that they tried to make them sign, Mm -hmm. and now they're just burying them for it. They're burying them before that anyway, and now they're just... Finding ways yeah, carry to carry on doing them. it until until their contracts run out, and yeah. just keep embarrassing them until they leave. Yeah, um, it's pretty pretty dismal. But it's, yeah, it's WWE got a tight, tight team, them. and they're just using them as the butt of a joke, in um, completely wrong way. Well, of course, the Vince McMahon line would always be at least they're getting TV time. Oh yeah, yeah. At um, least they should be reaching for that brass ring. Of course. Not only do they get TV time, they also get time off TV as the dark segment that closed Raw. Um, Dawson and Wilder inexplicably attack Seth Rollins for no reason at all. And Rollins <laughs> hit stomps on both and then posed with the crowd. Um... Yay, WWE. Yep. Um, yep. This was, of course, after the obligatory um, contract signing between Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. I'm seeing an AJ Styles heel turn coming. Uh, why can't they do something different? It's the only way they can really build it. Mm. I mean, they've shoved AJ Styles into it way too quickly. They don't have a top heel on Raw, not really. The thing, think about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, especially not, not in the main event anyway. Um, well, let's um, let's do a little bit of research. Um, let's get the Raw roster up. Raw roster. Do it. Let's just go through it. Let's just go through everyone. Because, I mean, it's quite obvious as to why, say, because my immediate go-to thought would have been Braun Strowman, obviously. Um, but Seth Rollins just come off a victory um, against a big man. Um, so let's start. Let's start with the let's start right at the top. Zack Ryder. Next. <laughs> Titus O'Neil. Next. Okay, maybe I'll go halfway up the top. <laughs> um, EC3. He's already been buried. Um, Dolph Ziggler. No. But he could be that heel. He could be a top heel on Raw. Oh, well, yeah, That's he could. Thing. Yeah. He, he'd be able to carry that as well. Can you imagine if they did... If Can you imagine if they just took 
him off TV, just held him back. And then for a situation, like literally they could have just taken him off NXT back at Royal Rumble when he first transitioned over, right? Not put him on TV. And then all of a sudden, just before the contract gets signed, EC3 comes out of the crowd, obliterates both of them and runs off. Or alternatively, stands there posing with the title. That'd probably be more manly, actually. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know, and injects him, his way into that, and then he has to face AJ Styles and pulls off a shock victory against AJ Styles, um, possibly through shenanigans, and then that's your main event. People would be spitting feathers, and he would be able to run with that heel heat. Because he's the top one percent. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I think, yeah, no, I think, way. I think you're right. Um, Connor. Connor. Sorry, I'm just randomly uh, picking names for comedy <laughs> effect now. Um, Robert Roots. Um, sorry, go on. Sorry. Another perfect example, actually, Robert Roode. Yeah, Robert Roode's probably you just him as not, a top heel. He's just not up over enough um, in his current guise, I think. Um is is all he needs he needs more time he'll be perfect for that post SummerSlam title feud but you just need to give him time um i mean it's obvious that he just I mean, needs to bring out a bit that eight factor from tna who makes it with what he's doing now yeah or alternatively just look just just watch videos of rick rude and ape it because that's clearly what vince mcmahon wants I know they're yeah, not related, but, but that's what Vince McMahon wants. But we all know what happens to throwbacks. Um, well, it depends. If it's a throwback of something Vince McMahon likes, then it's fine. Why not put him into the Hall of Fame then? Rick, Rick Rude. Rude. Yeah, with the X. Um, I think probably because he fucked Vince McMahon over by shaving his moustache off. Well, yeah, we, 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 we touched on that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, this could be his way of reclaiming Rick Rude's moustache. Vince McMahon's crazy way. Well, well, granted, looking at this raw roster, um, yeah, there is no one other than, other than AJ that could, mm-hmm. other than... Right now. EC3. EC3 or some kind <laughs> of shock. He was put in the right position, yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn, probably, um, but you'd need, to, you'd need to time that right. He is healing it up, though. Yeah, but, I mean, here's the thing. What about if they'd have not had him come back as a heel and had instead just had videos of him training? Videos of him training week on week just airing and airing and airing and just no actual no actual payoff at all and you could get this going from the royal rumble onwards of just him training and getting ready and getting more and more intense and then the night after wrestlemania seth rollins walks down the aisle with his title the lights go off and his music hits that's how you build that's how you take someone who hasn't had any ring time in six, seven months and just stick them straight into the main event title picture. And all you do is you work out when those people are going to be back. 
you schedule it and rather than just putting them back in the ring and seeing if they get over again you actually just plan and you just line them up and you say right our champion's going to be wearing that belt on this day because they knew Seth Rollins was going to be the champion way back they knew that was going to happen in regards to Brock Lesnar and that he was going to win. So they could have easily taken someone like Sami Zayn or anybody like that and just done a simple no-words promo that just immediately... He would have been immediately over. Had I have just had they have done exactly what I've just said, Sami Zayn would have been. Rey Mysterio would have been in that position. Lindsay fucking Dorado would have been over in that position at that moment. Because the internet would have worked itself into a fucking shoot. And that's the problem with WWE. I'm really critical of the WWE today. Well, I think you've just solved wrestling, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I have. Just return to, you know, good promos. <laughs> <laughs> Deary me. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it is too early. But for AJ Styles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah. Of course, you will have... Of course, those of you who are subscribed to our Twitter will already have had a preview of my thoughts today in regards to this. Um, because, of course, I predicted... That next, well, my exact statement was a contract signing ending in fisticuffs. Color me shocked. I hope next week Raw starts with a 15 minute Rollins promo that begins with the words last week and ends in our two competitors having to work together in a tag match. Hashtag 50 50 sucking. You can get that kind of commentary and other type of commentary if you just subscribe to our Twitter. Just feel free to just hit that button. It is at JFabe Podcast. podcast so anything else on raw nah no we're done with raw yeah smackdown any thoughts <laughs> it's two hours too long i think is the first question when it comes to smackdown <laughs> i think she'll have it for two days actually one hour each day <laughs> Yeah, that would save the audience from fatigue. That would save yeah, the audience would. from fatigue. Um, it is going to three hours, though. It's definitely doing that. Well, I hope, yeah. that, I hope that when it does, I mean, we haven't got much to talk about this week in regards to SmackDown because it's been pretty rote. I mean, the fact that they're doing Alistair Black introduction vignettes, even though he's been on every single fucking show for the last six months. <laughs> Is the most absurd. Kind of did it the wrong way around. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, how does wrestling work? Fucking idiots. Um, I mean, that is just. Why would you do that? It's all quite interesting, though. Well, yeah, no, they're good. I quite, good. I quite enjoy them. They're good vignettes. Just imagine how over Alistair Black would have been had they've actually done that rather than just, you know. <laughs> Put him in a tag team. Why is it that WrestleMania season is just wrestling's early ejaculation? That's pretty much how it's booked. Basically, Vince McMahon walks into a creative meeting, pisses all over all of their plans, says, think outside the box, spunks out four NXT superstars right into the middle of it, and then just disappears. Fuck slow yeah. build. You know, fuck actual storytelling long term. Um, sorry, Alistair Black's vignettes are good. 
what else was on? Uh, Oscar versus Curry saying into enhancement talents. That was pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'd like uh, to see yeah. some enhancement talents. Yeah, uh, Mandy Rose is going to be in that ladder match. That's going to be great. Ah, uh, yeah. Woman's woman's tag team. Sorry, woman's ladder match. Historic. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. Yeah. Um, ladder match. Money in the bank. Well, I suppose I've got to talk about that now. Woman's ladder match. Ah. Uh, Oh no no! This one isn't historic because they've already had one. So I, if yeah, I search, they've had two. Yeah, if I search historic, <laughs> I get 2017. So I have to take that out. Um, James Ellsworth won the first one, mm. and then James Ellsworth won the second one. So bear with me. Money in the bank 2019 woman's match yes um james ellsworth james ellsworth did win them i was tempted earlier when wwe asked who they thought was going to win to tweet back at them james ellsworth but i thought that probably would have would have gone down the wrong hole as it were um sports keeda they have a Woman in the back. No, that's a prediction. They've actually announced this. Why are people sending predictions over um, Twitter? WWE. What an absolute nightmare. Do you remember who the people are on it? Uh, Amber Moon. Yeah. Um, Carmella. Uh, Bailey. Yeah. Natalia. Yep. And two more from Raw. Ah, there we go. Um, so yeah, I've got. Oh, I've just realised how bad I am at this. Okay, so I can see Ember Moon. I can see a blonde woman. Mandy Rose. I can see another blonde woman, but this time with purple things on her, and like a dog oh, collar thing going off. Carmella. No, it's not Carmella. She's got brown hair and is on the other side of the screen. Are you um, on Natalia. Um, um, Natalia's there, but it's not Natalia I'm looking at. It's she looks almost like Lana, but isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, why right. don't they just say say their names? I mean, how can I identify these women just by sight? If I could see it, I could do it. Um... Well, yeah, I know you could. Gonna, gonna try and um, find that. There we go. I'm just, I'm just getting it now. Okay. Woman's money in the bank, bank ladder match. Okay. Right. I don't want to competitors perilously. It doesn't actually say who they are. Oh, there we go. Okay. Naomi, Natalia, Dana Brooke. And the goddess herself, whoever that is, Alexa Bliss, I assume. Um, That's the one. And Bailey, Bailey, Ember Moon, Carmella, and Mandy Rose. There we go. Fuck me! Why is it so hard to? Why did That's WWE? Why did WWE think that all of their people are so iconic that I can recognise them? You've got like four hundred people working as wrestlers for you. 
at least tell me what their names are when you present me with a graphic with them on. Um, yeah. yeah. I noticed that... Um, I noticed that certain people on that, um, particularly who we got, Naomi. Is it Naomi? Natalia? Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke looks like she's photoshopped in over Sasha Banks. <laughs> That's probably right. Yeah. That's... She, yeah, she genuinely does look like she's photoshopped in over Sasha Banks. Um, yeah. Because Dana Brooke's always a good addition to any match. Of course. Of course. <laughs> she does a flip thing and she goes I'm strong and then there's really bad wrestling <laughs> ridiculous um, it's going to be a rubbish match I'm not looking forward to it um, it's probably going to be better than the men's though um, because that seems to be how these are playing out nowadays um, I'm just glad that we don't have to listen to Michael Cole talk about how historic it is that's because Actually, he probably will. Yeah, he probably will, actually. A historic yeah, he probably third still, one. He probably yeah. The historic third women's money in the bank. Yeah. Where yeah. someone wins. Oh, she's never won that before. That's historic. Yeah, no, that'll be it. That will be it. Um, so when Bailey, mm. Ember Moon, oh, nah. Natalia. Probably going to be Mandy Rose, isn't it? wins it yeah probably I mean yeah. effectively they've created this woman Mandy Rose is the one without any talent right yeah that's the one yeah. the Eff one that yeah. botches everything yeah Yeah. effectively WWE have created an environment where there is the woman's revolution as it were which is a, this a, entire kind of movement based on how empowered these women are and how they're just as good as men etc etc and then insist on promoting people based entirely on the reaction they get from Vince McMahon's penis. Therefore, forcing divas right back up to where they were. Oh, yeah. 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 I was going to point that out. It's just a yeah. divas division again, isn't it? Well, it well, is if you... It's like it, you got, it, you got the divas division and then you got the women's wrestling. Yeah. And they're both still yeah. there and they're both pretty prominent within the women's division yeah basically that's entirely what's going on and the divas keep on going over the women wrestlers yeah yeah again so good revolution though yeah it didn't last long did it they said it wouldn't last long well exactly <laughs> exactly i mean i'm sure this is exactly what stephanie envisaged when she invented women's wrestling anyway um <laughs> she clearly invented women's wrestling well you'd think so who else invented it triple h these women That's won't always be a possibility yeah these women won't be so empowered if it wasn't for triple h i mean um you know telling them how much value they have uh, in fact i'm pretty sure i had to sit through um an article about where bailey pretty much said that exact same thing um the other day Cool. Yeah, basically, Triple H really supported us um, and told us that you know when we were doing all these, um, when we he always said that we shouldn't we shouldn't be upset um, as we're really talented. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all down to him and him and Stephanie, not the women who are putting their lives on the line to actually bring good wrestling to television, um, but 
them and the women who Vince McMahon decides are attractive enough to win the World Tag Team Women's Championships. Still there, Jay? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. I just thought I'd let you go. Just, just, just <laughs> letting you go. Yeah. Then you, then you get your anger out. I, I, I do seem to be having a really angry night with WWE at the moment, don't I? Yeah, that's what I'd let you go. Didn't want to jump in on that one. I thought I'd just let you have your little say there. Am I right or am I right? No, no, you're right. Yeah. Cool. Um, Kurt Angle confirmed this week with Winsley Podcast that he's in a five-year production deal with WWE now with his new contract post um, post being a talent. He says that he could probably still perform as a manager, um, but will more likely be doing a lot more backstage production stuff. Um, do you reckon he'd be good behind the camera in that in that kind of capacity? I do hope so. I mean, he's obviously got the, the wrestling ability but it's just putting pen to paper, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Instead, um, obviously, he's been in a situation he's been with, in with producer talking about matters. So, he's probably got a good idea of what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, he did fantastic yeah. promos. Um, he did fantastic promos back in the day, anyway. Um, when he was, when he was that guy, um, and when he was writing his own promos, I I think he may struggle to write for different people um, in that kind of sense, or kind of influence the character arc of different people. But I think that'll come with time. Um, Everyone's gonna get three letters, aren't they? You can have the three S's. You can have the three D's. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was going to be it. That was going to be it. Um, yeah. Um, what can we What can we make you brag about? I don't know. I did. I I I once I once did a did a ollie off a curb. Oh, did you do it with a broken freaking neck? Well, we'll say you did. I think that's that's <laughs> going to be pretty much pretty much what happens there. Um, yeah, that's. Not much you can say about that, other than just more people kind of being lined up into that into that position. Um, there seems to be a lot of things going on with people being moved into different places on creative, and no actual quality jump in the product. <laughs> it's still the same. Um, shit week after week <laughs> it really is and this has been reflected in raw who this week um sh- had their worst ratings um pretty much ever it's their worst ever non-holiday <laughs> ratings um that they've had um raw worst ratings um let's just well i can't see seth Rollins holding that onto that title that long then that's uh... the case because they look straight to the champion Let's have a look. Um, and Brock, Les- so, Brock Lesnar was never on TV and it had better ratings. Well, exactly. Um, WWE have taken the biggest stock beating um, in the last five years. Their stocks are now down to $82.5, um, which is quite a drop. Um, this is on the back of WWE having their worst non-holiday ratings for the past two years, I believe. Um, even uh, the biggest or scariest aspect of that is the fact that they're in NBA playoff season as well. Um, and usually this week of the NBA playoffs would be where you'd expect to start seeing 
where you'd start expecting to see the ratings reduce further until the playoffs kind of finalise themselves. So, yeah, it's only going to get worse from here as far as Monday Night Raw is concerned. Oh, right. So there's plenty of wrestling to talk about, Rich, so it's not a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's true. There's loads of content. So, yeah. Um, Jay, what else did we have to cover today? Um, well, yeah, uh, can't really think of anything, Roach. Oh, okay. Um, oh, on the back of this, just so you know, um, SmackDown also sets an all time low this week. Um, so it drew just 1.833 million viewers. It was pretty terrible. Um, yeah, that is... Um, yeah, the only first-run episode that did worse um, than this SmackDown was um, the New Year's Eve 2015 episode. Um, it was the final SmackDown on Sci-Fi um, channel, and it drew 1.658 million. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Um, to compare Monday's WWE Raw drew 2.158 million viewers down from last week's 2.375 million viewers and is the lowest non-holiday Raw viewership in history besides the 2018 New Year's Eve and 2018 Christmas Eve taped episodes which drew 1.968 million and 1.775 million viewers respectively so this only did this only did 200,000 more views than a taped clip show. Ouch. Yeah, that has got to fucking hurt. Like, the only, as I say, they say non-holiday because um, for the February the 5th episode was competing with the State of the Union address, which, as you know, in the US is a fairly, fairly big um fairly big deal so that got 1.841 um million viewers but even then smackdown is lower than that so yeah embarrassing um it shows how their product is failing and that's they don't get um smackdown uh, if they don't get views of smackdown fox can still pull out and have the deal so they need to change that don't they need to change that around quickly yeah they do um or this could this could all sink them um or at least sink them until they go and get some of that sweet sweet saudi arabian blood money um yes (laughs) i am of course talking about their return to the middle east which has been announced on as being on june the 7th i think um june 7th um, well, in fact, let's just look. Saudi Arabia, WWE. We haven't talked about this yet, have we? No, no, we haven't. No, completely forgot we were talking about this. Oh, yeah, no, I've got. we've still got plenty to talk about. We're 59 minutes in, but apparently the wrestling media does not 
stop. So CBS Sports reports that WWE will make its return to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia on Friday, June the 7th, marking the company's third event in the nation as part of their ongoing 10-year agreement with the country's sports authority. This comes on the heels of the greatest Royal Rumble in April 2018 and Crown Jewel in November 2018. Titus World Both of them were just just amazing. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, open. The latter of which went on despite a swath of controversy surrounding the killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Um, The third event is presently unnamed, though a bevy of WWE superstars have already been announced for the show. WWE confirmed Wednesday that Goldberg... Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker will all be taking the trip and bringing home the payday that an appearance in Saudi Arabia provides. Um, Yeah, so... Maybe they should take Sting with them as well. Perhaps. I mean, Sting this week has said that there's still a a place for his character um, within the WWE um, and that Vince McMahon would have loved to have, quote, a vigilante character um, as he never had a vigilante character, end quote. Um, So maybe they can finally do Sting versus The Undertaker, but in Saudi Arabia. Or Sting versus Goldberg, but Goldberg can wrestle a bit better. They could throw that WCW match out. Yeah, they could do that. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to see that, though. That no, would I wouldn't. Terrible. I wouldn't, but you never know. They might want to see it in Saudi Arabia. You could have Brock Lesnar and Goldberg versus The Undertaker and Sting in a tag match. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. And there'd definitely be storyline reason for that to happen over the money. Uh, folks they're gonna book it i can feel it (laughs) other wwe names already being advertised for the show include kofi kingston universal champion seth rollins roman reigns braun Strowman, and aj styles um once again no women are advertised for the show the only woman who has appeared live for wwe in saudi arabia over the its prior two events was renee young who works on the commentary team and spent the entire well she spent the entire time looking submissive to Michael Cole because I imagine that he was legally her guardian for that period oh yeah yeah that probably was right yeah due to the fact she is a woman yep she is a woman and she will have had to have been accompanied by a man throughout (sighs) I love you WWE um I'm wondering who's going to sit out this year other than the big names. Um, John Cena, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn previously did. Do you think there's anybody else who would sit out at this stage? Well, I can see Sami Zayn being there this time. Uh, Daniel Bryan's out injured. No one knows what's wrong with him. Yeah. Uh, John Cena could always make an appearance. John Cena... Could make an appearance, but I can't imagine him actually appearing um, on the back of the Khashoggi thing, especially considering how valuable oh, yeah. his brand is. I think um, yeah. he will. The thing is, the moment now that John Cena or The Rock appears in Saudi Arabia for the WWE, um, then immediately it will be on the front of the Hollywood press the next day. Um, uh, maybe not the front page of his John Cena. It might be on like page six or something. But... Yeah, it would ruin his, his his career, and his possible upcoming role in Fast and Furious franchise. Hmm. 
so presently um while we're talking about this in the background i am watching new japan pro wrestling's road to Dundaku event from earlier today currently watching a tag team match between um what appears to be chaos and ibushi show yo and ishi is ishi split off from chaos Is there like an internal part of chaos? I don't know. Then why is Ibushi with them, and why is Akada on the opposing team? Huh. That was very, very peculiar. It seems like there's some huh. kind of. Oh. Okay. This might be a three-way. Interesting. Interesting. Akada teaming with Ibushi, teaming with Yoen Show, teaming with Ishi, um, versus. Aren't Evil and Sonata also in Chaos? No. Who are they in? They're in... Um, Suzuki-gun? Evil and Sonata are in um, L-I-J. L-I-J. Right, Lost in Cognobles to Japan. Yeah. That's the one. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, this looks like it could be a fairly decent match. Yeah, Tetsu Unito's there. I can see him now. He was he was busy on the outside doing his eye eye thing. Um, his eye man. Eye man. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's doing that. Um, <laughs> a bit of a schizophrenic show going off here today, isn't it? Yeah, don't know where it's going, mate. <laughs> is it up? Is it down? Is it left? Is it right? No one knows. Yeah. Um, while we are on the subject of NJPW, because why the fuck not? Um, let's go see what's going on in the world of NJPW. Um, LIJ are set to face the Kingdom um, and the ROH War of the Worlds tour. Um, this in particular is going to be Evil and Sonata um, against the Kingdom's TK Orion um, and whoever else he hangs out with. So, yeah, that should be good. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Three of them. Yeah. Cool. Um, and his belt. Yeah, yeah, his belt. Yeah, because he's Matt Taven. There we go. There we go. That was his name. You like to say it a lot. Nice. Um, Sonata will also be appearing um, for Revolution Pro um later um in the year um this is the revolution pro event in june um so sonata is obviously playing quite well to an international audience at the moment um what are your thoughts on sonata um i reckon sonata can actually hold himself yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm completely changing my mind from last time yeah <laughs> fair play no, no, no. um sonata is the one that wears school mask, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. With yeah, the really no. tall hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think last time I said that he is um, very boring and he struggles to get through a match by himself, which is mm. probably true. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you sense. think of that? Um, I don't know. I've always rated him. Just, he's not exactly the strongest part of LIJZ. He's not the strongest part, but he's very visually distinct, and I think he's making slow, um, slow and positive gains. Um, I certainly think that 
if you put him in any other if you put him in any other faction in any other um in any other wrestling organization he would be somewhere between the first and second in command um but because the standard within new japan pro wrestling is so high um i think he sometimes gets lost in the shuffle especially considering that there are quite a few um sometimes less talented but more kind of in your face characters um what like evil yeah evil was actually where i was gonna go Mm. yeah um yeah so that pretty much sums up smackdown <laughs> Looking forward to Takahashi coming back though. So, that um, should be good. Well, so, Tanahashi. Takahashi. Takahashi. Yeah, from LJ. Who? You know the guy, Time Bomb for the cap. The one we got his oh, drops on his neck. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. I think we were. I, I thought you were talking about Tanahashi. Um, not Takahashi. Sorry, I got very confused there. Yes, I'm very Their much. Their names are quite similar. They are very similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my train of thought went one way, and yours went another. Um, yeah, no, I'm very much looking forward to his return. He, um, it was such a shame that he got injured so soon after his um, Super Juniors um, win last year, um, and such a good showing um, throughout the rest of the year as well. It was a massive shame because he was pretty much on fire. Um, and yeah, I, I would love to see him face Will Ospreay again. Yeah, no, yeah, that guy is, is awesomely talented. Um, even Kenny was like, he's the up and coming, he's going to be the future of the company, and then all of a sudden, just dropped on his head. And yeah, that was it, really. Wasn't it? He's been out for ages. Yeah, he has been out for a but long time, and it's he's been tweeting recently, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been tweeting recently. Looks like he is set to return. Um, They have started referencing him again on NJPW's vignettes and similar. So it does look like he's he's, he's heading back towards the ring. I just cannot wait to look at Hiromu Takahashi start beating the crap out of everyone around him again because so much fun watching him wrestle. It is, yeah, yeah. And I want, I want to see him against Ibushi. He makes me want to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, yeah, he's one of the yeah. people who, much like Ibushi, much like the Young Bucks once were, um, just one of those reasons to t- tune in. Um, other than the fact that you see better in ring action than anywhere else, we're not sponsored by New Japan Pro Wrestling, by the way. Um, even though this has become a bit of a, a bit of a J-cast, but SmackDown this week was so by the numbers that there's not much to say about it. Cool. So Jay, on the back of our wonderful, wonderful SmackDown breakdown, there, um, you are of course spending the weekend at Super Strong Style 16. Um, that oh, is yeah. Alexander Palace in London. Um, that is Saturday, fourth of May, and Sunday the fifth. 
Um, several different matches going off. Um, not only is there the 16 wrestlers, um, Chris Brooks, Ilaja Droganoff, um, Travis Banks, DJZ, um, or DJZ, Kyle O'Reilly, Chris Ridgeway, Lucky Kid, Jordan Devlin, Kyle Fletcher, Darga, um, Darby Allen, Paul Robinson, Artemis Spencer, David Starr, Trevor Lee, and Aerostar. But several other matches, including a meet and greet to start with between with Kyle O'Reilly and Trevor Lee. Um, that's before the show goes ahead. Walter and Trent Seven in a World and Atlas title unification match. Um, do not resuscitate against Haskins, Havoc, Mark Andrews, and Liguero. Very excited to see Liguero, I imagine you are. And, of course, Session Moth versus The Only Way is Ginny. Um, who do you think is the one to watch in the tournament? Uh, I'd say Dragonoff and also Kyle Fletcher. Yeah, yeah, expecting to see fairly big things uh, from both of them. We'll see I great imagine. things from David Starr, like always. And yeah. Trevor Lee as uh, well. I mean, it, the cards stacked, Star, really. David Starr is incredible. Um, I absolutely love what love his shtick. I love his piece. I love, I love all that he does. Um, I haven't seen much of Carl Fletcher. Uh, Kyle Fletcher, um, I think he uh, mixes together uh, MMA with his high flying. Um, yeah, he's got a bit of the a kind of character that he is. He looks um, like a bit of a bro. A bit of a bro. Yeah, mm. I can see where you're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aerostar, um, I will be interested to see because he looks like he's um, he looks like he fights blind. <laughs> <laughs> his, his the Lucha Libre in that super strong style. Yeah, his promo shot kind of has a has what looks like a blindfold on it. Um, of course, the Kaiju big battle, um, which apparently um, you have to buy a separate ticket for. Yeah, day one is uh, two separate shows. Day one is two separate shows. Yeah. So there's, there's two gonna... shows going on in day one, and then there's one shot in each of the days. So you can't actually attend and see both shows on day one. No, I think you've got to buy two separate tickets, actually. That's obscene. Money making, money, money making. <laughs> wow. Um, Walter and Trent Seven, who do you think is winning that one? World um, Atlas title, unification match. I mean, they're both in NXT UK, but I can see Walter definitely winning that one. Hmm. I mean, not taking anything away from Trent Seven, but character-wise, I would definitely go with Walter. Very much depends how how Walter. how close to the booking um, WWE actually are with this, and how much influence they have over how their characters are portrayed um, when fighting um, for progress. Obviously, um, yeah, but Walter's obviously got that don't fuck with me gimmick or I'll fuck you up thing going off. Yeah, so. whereas Trent's, I think, I think you may get a run in from um, Tyler Bate at some point in regards to that. I just have that feeling. Um, then of course, Monday the 6th of May, they have the tournament semi-finals, um, the tournament final, and then the annual hangover scramble, um, which I'm, I assume is everybody who didn't make it to the semi-finals all having a big old match. Um, Jimmy Havoc is going to have his final match in progress. I don't know who he is going to be facing in regards to that. And, of course, on the Monday, 
there is a four-way woman's title match as well between Nina Samuels, Millie McKenzie, Session Moff or Ginny, depending on who wins um, the previous night, and Jordan Grace. All in all, sounds really exciting, mate. Jordan Grace is doing massive things and impact at the moment. Mm. She has, uh, to be fair, I wouldn't want to fuck with her. Uh, Just no, she's def- definitely a power lifter. Yeah, probably she, throw you across the room if you wanted to. She looks like she looks like if she wanted to just hulk out and just kind of take a big old run at me, um, my my top half would go up and my bottom half would go down and they'd split in two in the middle where she hit me. Um, that's that's she looks pretty damn hardcore to be fair. She's going to be my pick. Never seen a wrestle, but she's going to be my pick. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I can see why. Yeah. Um, but you never know with these photo four ways. Yeah, exactly. Anything can happen. It could be Ginny. Anything. Yeah. Wouldn't that Better. be crazy if it was Ginny? Yeah. The only one who's working for WWE, you mean? Uh, Minnie McKenzie's working for the E as well. Oh, is she? The only one who actually gets TV time with WWE, you mean? All right, yeah, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear me. So, yeah, that's pretty much it this week. Um, I mean, we are going to have a few phone calls probably throughout the weekend, I imagine. Um, Yeah. Piece together something from... Yeah. Well, I might just I might just throw them up as special episodes. Just you know, if you got anything interesting that happens, or if anything big happens on this side of the this side of the country, I'll be posting that up. You guys will be hearing this on Thursday. Um, once again, this is in place of our regular Sunday show. This is to allow us for the bank holiday. Next week, we will be most likely summing up not only WWE's um, output, which at the moment appears to be very much akin to the echoes of a rather long WrestleMania-themed fart. We will also... <laughs> be talking about Pro Wrestling Duntaku, which of course happens over the bank holiday weekend, um, and we are expecting some fairly interesting revelations as New Japan Pro Wrestling starts gearing its way towards um, Dominion and G1 tournament season. So I think we'll probably be looking at a fairly heavy NJPW episode next week, unless you have anything to say about that, Jay? No, that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, it seems... I'll probably be throwing in some some of the E in there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think we we have some continue we have some continuing threads with WWE at the moment. I think Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse. I think the current speculation the the story about John Moxley is currently very fluid, um, and I'm sure we will probably hear a few more rumours um, from AEW's um, neck of the woods as well. However. I predict we're going to get a standard um, tag team tag team forcing together the two opponents on Raw and probably Kevin Owens will, I don't know, eat a pizza or something and then beat up Kofi Kingston. He does like pizza. He really does. That's one of his favourites. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> bear to bear out. Uh, I don't know. Is that how we say goodbye? Well, I guess so. Yeah. It's been, it's been right. happening for a while. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh, oh, no, wait. Remember, 
wherever you go, there you are. That's how we accept. Yes, that's okay. that's that, that's that, the one. Yeah, that yeah, thing that's... that you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wherever you go, there you there are. You are. Yeah. yeah, I can't even remember where that came from. You know. <laughs> I don't know, but if you look in the mirror, there you are. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's true. That's true. I think our outro might be I'm never going to dance again. I don't know why. Right. <laughs> this show's been weird, hasn't it? Well, I'll listen to it and I'll, I'll give you my opinion in the um, in the in the opinion box thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean you'll send it through in your you'll send it through on the on the message box that you can use through Anchor. That's right. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, is that that that's what you're going to do? That would be a fairly good idea. I mean, you could probably get to it through various other methods, of course, because we are, of course, available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. And we do have um we do have a Twitter address at jfabe. That's at j f a b e podcast. Um, and of course, I have my own, which I never look on. So yeah, there's numerous ways that you could actually drop me a message when you do when you do listen to the show. Okay, this beard and bear out for real this time. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Beard bear out. Beard bear. Hey bear, what are you doing? Why beard? I checking out Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Republic, and Stitcher, which is where you can find the Beard and Bear Power Hour. What wow. Do, I know. Isn't it just amazing? It is. We're on so many different platforms. I know. Were you aware we are also available on Twitter and YouTube? Crazy. Isn't it just? That's why every single morning I like to go on those sites, unsubscribe, and then subscribe again so I can have that wonderful experience of subscribing over to and us. Over and again. Exactly. And you'll want to do that too. Definitely try subscribing. It feels great. And unsubscribing, subscribing again. <laughs> well, no, don't actually unsubscribe. <laughs> well, actually, just subscribe. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, Thanks. We're, we're, we're happy to do that. Thanks. Bit about it. Oh, no.